Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Steady Focused. I'm your host, I'm your number one, Mr. Simeon Hendricks. And guys, uh, we are here with Texas Strongest Man. Come on, and Oklahoma's. This is incredible. We have Mike Badalino. He's here with us, guys. So what can I say? Mike won both Oklahoma and Texas Strongest Man competitions in the middleweight, 105-kilogram weight class. He is officially the strongest man in Texas and Oklahoma, and he's based right here in Wichita Falls. In addition, he runs a gym here in Wichita Falls called Kronos Strength. He's an inspiration and leader to many, plus he works for the Department of Defense. So come on, I'm so excited about this. Help me give a big, steady, focused welcome to my friend, Mr. Mike Badalino. What's up, man? How are you? I'm great, dude. So um, thank you so much for coming on. Like I was saying in, in the Facebook comments, there were so many people that were excited to to hear your story, you know, of success. So let's just start. Tell me about a chicken breast shake that also includes raw eggs. Oh, okay. that was a question no, from Tanya. No, no raw eggs. Okay. Okay. So just chicken. <clears throat> so what I used to do, and I, I took this from Derek Poundstone, and he was the 2008 World Strongest Man runner-up. And also just a fantastic American strongman legend. And he would grind up chicken breast, cooked, okay, not raw chicken okay, breast. But okay. he would grind up chicken breast, and it was just a faster way to get a lot of protein. And what I would do is I would grind up 12 to 16 ounces of chicken breast, with mix it with Crystal Light. Okay. I mixed it with V8. Okay. So I would go sometimes Crystal Light, sometimes V8, and I would just drink it. And it actually wasn't bad. Yeah, it was just a quick and yeah. easy way to get protein. 16 to 18 ounces of 12 chicken. 12 to 16. 12 to 16. That's a lot of chicken Yeah, breast. I probably ate that at least twice a day. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And I kind of stopped when I actually switched to turkey rest shakes. Okay. Uh, and that was horrible okay. because there was like a gelatinous mm, film okay. that would be on top. And it was awful. Okay. Uh, and that was kind of the end for me. But I did that for a few years, yeah. So right now you're weighing in somewhere close to 230? Yeah, right around 230, yeah. Okay, but previously you were competing up around 300, yes, right? Yes, I was Something competing like around that. 300. So was it a conscious choice, like I want to drop weight? Like was it a competitive advantage? What was going through your mind? Yeah, so about, let's see, this is 2018. So summer 2016, I did a Platinum Plus heavyweight competition. So Platinum Plus, it, they are pro qualifiers, so you get your pro card and then you can compete at – America's Strongest Man, you could potentially compete at some other competitions, but for the most part, it's to compete at something like America's Strongest Man. And I think there were 22 heavyweights, and I, I placed exactly where I expected to be, right in the middle at 11th. And that was, a, that was a fantastic competition for me, but I did really well on four events, and then I just totally bombed the press. And that was kind of my entire heavyweight strongman career, which was about four years as a heavyweight. And I would do pretty well on... The moving events, the carrying events, grip events, deadlift events, and then I would just get destroyed on pressing events because I'm not a great, I don't have a tremendous amount of static strength, and particularly overhead, I'm just not all that great. Okay. Yeah. So dropping to, I dropped to 265, and after 265, I was like, okay, the weights are about the same that I'm lifting, and I'm not still not doing as well because now I'm even smaller. Then I went, well, what if I go 231? 
So I decided to cut to 231 for Strongman Nationals last November. And I got to 231 about a month prior to Nationals. And then I competed as a 231 at Strongman Amateur Nationals. And then World Strongest Man under 231. I was also a 105. Oh, wow. Yeah. How did it go at the world? Oh, I got my ass kicked. Okay. Oh, yeah. As I expected to. What, okay. Let's let's go down yeah, this road. Yeah. What, what was your biggest takeaway? What did you learn from getting your ass kicked? Oh, man. What did I learn? Well, I kind of expected it <clears throat> because I knew how heavy everything was. Uh, but I... What did I take away? I took away that it's going to be a few years before I'm really competitive at that level. Okay. I mean, my goals would be to be top three at amateur nationals sometime in the next three to five years, and then top ten at worlds hmm, probably five to seven years. I think wow, before I'm dude. forty, I think before I'm forty, I can do that realistically. Okay. I mean, I know people are like, "Oh, you can win worlds." Probably not. Okay. I mean, I've competed against those dudes. I know how good they are. Okay. Uh, not only are they they talented, but they work hard. Uh, I work hard. I'm not all that talented. Uh, uh, so, you know, I I've, I've, I know what it takes to win. Okay. Uh, and realistically, you know, I know what I can get to, and I I think those are both achievable goals. Okay, yeah. man, I love it that you're projecting out seven years. Oh, dude. sure. That's yeah. so great. So. Yeah. Take us back. When did you first start lifting? Uh, I started lifting at the end of 2004, probably a little more seriously when I decided to enlist in the Air Force. Okay. I enlisted in November, went into delayed enlistment, and then enlisted March of 2005. So between November and March, I just did stupid stuff. I would do 16, 14, 12, 10, 8, 6. Four two for squats, same thing on oh leg gosh. press. I was in the gym for probably mm, three to five hours every single day. Had oh no gosh. idea what the hell I was okay. doing. Just okay. you know, just yeah. All but right. yeah, that kind of laid the foundation for everything. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we're oh four. So yeah. you're fourteen years in. Yeah. yeah. Wow, dude. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let's go back to uh, let's talk about nutrition and weight because okay. not very long ago I was around three hundred okay. and I had. Some some time ago, had reached out to you okay. about my concern. When I was in high school, I was a power lifter, mm -hmm. but I was the big, fat, bloated power lifter, but strong as hell. But mm -hmm. you know, so then I, I was concerned coming back into it, lifting heavy, would I turn into that? And, gotcha. And you went straight to like, dude, it's all about what you eat. So, um, what do you eat now that was different from when you were three hundred? <sighs> You know, I don't think I eat all that much less, honestly, okay. but I probably eat a lot differently. I think I was overly concerned with how much protein I was getting back then. I would eat a couple of pounds of cooked weight meat a day. I would eat a, f a lot of fat, and I really didn't eat a lot of carbs. I probably ate, mm, I don't know, maybe about 200 grams of carbs, probably almost 400 grams of protein, wow. and at least a couple hundred grams of fat. Okay. And now I probably eat... On a training day, maybe 450 grams of carbs, a couple hundred grams of protein, maybe 250. Okay. Maybe even close to 300. But then the fat, I mean, I still eat a fair amount of fat, probably at least 100 grams. But okay. not the not to the extent I was doing. I'm not eating pounds okay. of meat like I used to be. And But okay. sometimes, I mean, I eat, I eat a lot, and I'm yeah. still surprised sometimes that I'm not 300 pounds anymore. But you know. Okay. Well, man, uh, I just recently learned, you know, that fat, carbs and protein mm -hmm. those are the macros yep. like i heard that term yep. thrown around so many times like what are your macros yep. i'm like i'm i don't know but now i understand what you're saying right and macros okay so 
previously, I'm just now, you know, I'm working with Landon Watts over mm-hmm. at Lakeview and Brittany Martin. You know, they're they're training me up, great people. And so they're telling me, because I, like not very long ago, I was saying I was around 300. Mm-hmm. And I got to this weight doing a lot of exercise, but I totally cut carbs out mostly. Yeah. And now they're telling me, like, Simeon, you know, you got potential, all this. You got to bring carbs back in. Yeah. And I'm, like, having nightmares, dude, because I'm like, no carbs. So to hear you say you're, like, almost double. Hey, almost uh, double. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What Chris Robertson had a great okay. question. What's going in your earbuds when you're jamming? I mean, when you're lifting. Oh. What do you listen to? Okay, so in the gym here? Yeah, when you're going um, hard, man. When it's a heavy lift and you, it's going to kick your butt. Or you're going to mm. kick its butt. I go through phases. Okay. Mostly it's something, it's probably something pretty angry most yes. of the time. All yeah. Right. Give yes. me a name. I want to know. I've been um, listening a lot so too. So now, what am I listening to? Is it Outside by Hollywood Undead? Okay. I'll probably listen to that tonight. Yes. I'll probably do that. Because I'm going to go for, and I should, in probably about less than two hours, I should squat 500 for three with a soft belt. So that'll be, but that'll be good. That'll be actually a lifetime PR in a, wow. in a soft belt. So my goal is to get past my, uh, my all time best is 615 when I was, I think probably that day I was probably like 298 to 300, right around there. Okay. Uh, and I've squatted 575 within the past couple of months. So I'm not very far off. I, you know, I weigh about 20% less, but my squat's less than 10% out. Okay. So, which is good. I mean, that's yeah. a good thing. So I'm close. Okay. Uh, and I'll just keep just incrementally getting there. But November 17th is my next meet. So I'm okay. shooting to get back over 600 then. Either Where, 600 or 606. Where's the meet going to be? It's here in Wichita okay. Falls at yeah. uh, Drew Hills Gym. Okay. Which is, uh, I, I never knew, never know how to pronounce it. If it's Ndunamu, I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. How do you pronounce it? Uh, Is that it? Indunamu? I, yeah, I, I don't know. No I know exactly who you're saying now. Yeah, so yeah, Drew's Jim. Forgive us, yeah, Drew. Just, yeah, Drew. Yeah, true. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go to a question. Landon, you know, Lakeview in uh-huh. Iowa Park. He's, you know, a big fan of what you're doing, you know, up here. So his question was, what's been your biggest injury? You know, you're 14 years in. You're looking <laughs> seven years in the future. What what damage has this caused your body? Uh, so I'm pretty grateful. Uh, I mean, I knock on wood. If there's any, yeah, there's, this is wood. Yeah, I haven't had any surgeries, which is excellent. <clears throat> I have. Let's see. So I've had stress fractures in both my feet, the fourth metatarsal. I mean, just that little bit of a fracture. I mean, it's not very pleasant. So I have to cut out. That was when I was 300. I went back and forth. I think I went right, left, right. And since I've dropped weight, that I haven't had an issue. But I had to cut out moving events for a little while. So I would continue to train for the competition. And I would just do, if I had to carry the frame, I would just do frame deadlifts mm-hmm. or frame holds. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> if I do sandbag carry, I would just do sandbag rows just to make sure I would do it. And then game day, I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm as healed as I'm going to be. I mean, and I would ask the doc, I'm like, how, how much worse is this going to get? He's like, well, I mean, you can still – He's like, just be careful when you're loading. And you're like, what if I walk out like a 500-pound squat? He's like, just do it carefully. Yeah. I'm like, okay. What? What? How did you break it? I got no idea. Okay. I, I really don't. I I don't know if it was, uh, you know, just the accumulation of everything that I was doing. Yeah. And then maybe moved wrong a little bit. I, I know one time I actually re-injured it wearing shoes all weekend for a wedding. I came back Monday and I realized that I had. Yeah, I had another stretch fracture. So. Oh, my gosh. Thankfully, okay. that, that was done. And then, I mean, different stuff. I mean, I'm always – if I'm over 90%, I'm good. Like right now, okay. I have a stress fracture in my middle finger. Okay. So, you know, that's – I mean, it is what it is. Your, how's your back? How's your, uh, your back's joints? Back's pretty good. I mean, okay. I've torn my 
Um, I write QL, Quadratus Laborum. I tore that partially off the top of my pelvis four years ago. At okay. least that's what my you know, PT kind of thought I did based okay. on everything. It was No bruising, but uh, pretty bad pretty bad pain for a while. Okay. Uh, but, I, I mean, you know, if, if I get hurt, I'm going to be back in the gym the next day. I'm just yeah. going to work around it. I'm not going to be stupid. But, yeah. I mean, you have to – you have to you look for pain-free motion, pain-free okay. movement, or maybe not completely pain-free, but I have like kind of a limitation. I'm like, all right, yes. if this if I start at a three and this takes me to a six, maybe shut it down, but okay. then slowly, incrementally load the weights back up. I mean, I went from when I injured this, I mean this, uh, I went from not being able to bend over and give my dogs food in the morning. I have to like squat down, put the food down, brace myself, lift uh-huh. myself up. I went from that to squatting 600 like six months later wow so okay i mean you're gonna get hurt it's just, part of it yeah okay. you just got to be smart about it and not okay. be not be a warrior that's like oh i'm gonna train through this and i'm just gonna keep going heavy i'm gonna tighten my belt up okay i mean you can't you can't be stupid about it and expect to last okay so probably the ql eh, stress fractures i mean knee injury periodically back injuries shoulder okay. periodically think stuff happens okay it, Someone calls it floating pain. I think Brian Elzer, I think he called it floating pain. He's okay. like, you're going to wake up and be like, oh, that hurts. Yeah. You're like, okay. Maybe figure out what caused it. Maybe it's just the accumulation of all everything that you've been doing. So. Okay. So there's a young man, Caleb Fox. Okay. He's got the question talking okay. about how do I, as a young man, mm-hmm. I want to get into the gym, but okay. I don't have time. I can't make time. Okay. And for me, that that's kind of a subject that gets me on fire. Sure. But I want to hear from you. What do you say to someone who's, I, I want what you have, but I can never do it because I don't have time in my life. Uh, sleep less. Uh, learn to manage your commitments better. So it, it's not really about time management. I, I really, if I catch myself saying I don't have time to do that, uh, I try to stop myself before those words come out of my mouth because okay. it really, like, if you want something, you're going to make time to do it. It's that simple. It's I mean, there's no other, you know, maybe at this juncture, maybe you don't have the time to allocate to it, but make the time in the future or change your commitments or change your, quit your job, go do something else. I mean, I, I if sorry. It, if it's if, important, we will make if, time if for it. People are going to make time for what's important to them. Absolutely. I, That's it. I mean, it's that simple. You want to get so up. True. Oh, I don't have time to live tomorrow. Get up at one o'clock in the morning. Go to bed at yeah. 12, wake up at one. Sorry. Yeah. I don't I, and that applies yeah. for, for everything. Everything we want to be a success or a master or achieve greatness in. Sure. We have to set the, the time aside or it's not going to happen. Yeah. So, and we have to be proactive with that, Caleb, because, and I'm talking to myself, there's plenty of things I'm like, I, I, like you say, I catch myself like, oh man, I'd love to do that, but yeah. I couldn't. And I'm making excuses. Meanwhile, what was I doing at three or four o'clock in the morning? I was sleeping. You know, get up, yeah. make the time for it, Caleb. Yep. And you're not alone, dude. I know it's we're coming harsh at you right now, but you're not alone, man. Kale Beck wants to know, mm. Mike, Kale's what is <laughs> what's your favorite burger? That's and a legit question. What was it when you were three hundred? What is it now when you're floating at two so thirty? That's, that's a very, very good question, and I probably spent more time thinking about that question than the rest of them. <laughs> all right, I spent time it. thinking about all of them, but <laughs> that one in particular. And I probably eat – I probably have more cheat meals now than even when I was 300. Wow. I definitely do because I do more of a hmm, – I don't know that I love the term flexible dieting or if it fits your macros. I just kind of – I mean, I weigh myself several times a week. So wow. I know okay. kind of okay. where I'm at at night, where I am in the morning. If I eat a really 
sodium dense meal i'm like all right probably gonna blow up a little bit tomorrow but okay if i if i vary a couple pounds throughout the week whatever but i look at that kind of that weekly average i mean if that's on the upswing and i'm not trying to do that then you know i, I pull it back but yeah because when i was in massachusetts for this uh, department of defense course over the course of the past two months i ate at this one place called the fixed burger bar nine different times mm. i mean i would go train i get off of class drive about 30 minutes to the gym train drive back and about 10 minutes from the gym in worcester there's a place called the fixed burger bar and it's phenomenal if you're in massachusetts go to worcester <laughs> go to the fixed burger bar i think probably back then when i was 300 i was way more concerned with a oh, man i need to get as much meat as possible now i'm like if it's a six ounce patty or an eight ounce patty like we're good it's going to be enough so okay. then i'm looking for okay. the I'm looking for the accoutrements. I'm mm. looking for, you know, what's really going to take that burger over the edge. Okay, so, here we go. You know, if it's like a fried egg or if it's if it's a particular kind of sauce or if it's an aioli. I mean, whatever it is. I mean, I'm looking for, you know, there's a difference. There's yeah, like, okay. you know, there's Ronnie's Burger here. Okay, and that's just like a good beef burger. Mm -hmm. And you go and you put you put cheese on it, you put bacon on it, you get it on a pretzel bun. That's the right way. Okay, and okay. But you don't compare that to a place like The Fix that has very specific – they're like, okay, well, our, our, our burger of the week is, you know, this cracked pepper bacon mm. with with the aioli, with the, you know, the drizzled caramel sauce, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, it's something, you know, a little fancy or whatever you want to call it, bougie, gourmet, basic, whatever. Okay. But probably more along those lines than I used to be more of like – because I've eaten a large triple at Ronnie's, which I think is 28 ounces of meat. Dang. But now I'm like, I really don't need that. Now okay. I'd rather have a, uh, a large double, no, mm -hmm. medium double bacon, pretzel bun, tater mm. tots. Okay. Know, versus a large triple with bacon. and Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Well, they're a great, great question, Kale. Thank you. Thank um, you. Man, and that's, again, my take, I'm pulling out of your, what I'm taking from this is, Simeon, carbs are okay, dude. No, yeah, absolutely. It's okay. Absolutely. Hmm. Just, I mean, you can't, you know, I mean, realistically, you can't just eat like an asshole all the time. Yeah. You, you can't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. it's, that, it's that simple. I mean, you okay. you need to know, you know what you need. You know if you're recovering. Okay. If your performance in the gym is suffering or your performance in life is suffering, yeah, examine your, the quality of sleep, examine your diet, examine those external factors. Okay. But it, realistically, if you're eating clean, 85 to 90 percent of the time with how many calories you're putting in mm -hmm. i mean if you eat four thousand calories a day and you have one meal a day mm -hmm. a couple times a week that's not all that clean i mean I, what i probably used to do that i don't do now okay and uh, this is uh, i guess we could get it we could get into this for this yeah. this topic for a long time but i used to because when i was in high school i was really fat okay and then I dropped a ton of weight suddenly, basically just not eating. Right. Okay. And just running like crazy. So I had I had some issues with food, and then I would binge hardcore. Okay. I mean, I would do like a full thing of ice cream, a full pizza, a sheet of brownies, and then I'd be out for like three hours on the ground, you know, like holding okay. my stomach. Okay. So, I, I get it. Yeah. I, I get it. Dude. So there, are, you know, there, are, there are some other lingering issues there with food that I had, but okay. now I, I really don't feel, I don't really feel the urge to binge. You know, at all. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay, if I want a Reese's peanut butter cup, 
And that's, or I'm sorry, a big cup because they really shouldn't make Reese's cups anymore. <laughs> that's a problem. The fa- the fact that they still make Reese's cups, there should only be big cups. Okay. But that's got about 200 calories. Okay. So with that, I'm like, okay, I can allocate 200 calories to that. Maybe I won't eat my two tablespoons of peanut butter. Now, am I going to do that every day? No. Am I going to do that periodically? Absolutely. Okay. So. So you're you're shooting for around 4,000 a uh, day? Or probably you- closer to 4,500. Somewhere wow. between 4,000 wow. and 4,500. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. That's with doing some form of conditioning seven days a week and okay. then training five days a week okay yeah. what is your con- conditioning consist of? so mostly airdyne rower weighted vest walks okay i do treadmill a little bit of an incline okay. four miles an hour so that i can read because okay. otherwise i won't see they're they're ah. Yeah, otherwise I won't allocate the time to read. I'm not going to say I don't have time to read. I do have time to read. I choose not to make additional time. Okay. But I allocate those 30 minutes to just open my Kindle. I walk. I burn some calories. Ah. I do that at work at lunch. Ah. When I take it, you know, I try to knock everything out at once. Okay. I try to be as efficient as possible because that's, you know, I don't know. People ask me, they're like, how do you get so much done? I'm like, well, try to be efficient. efficient, Yeah. Mm. And manage my commitments. Not say I'm going to do things and not follow through, you know, et cetera. Well, let's talk about Kronos strength. Okay. Yeah, what, what, where did you get the passion to uh, to have something that you could have a team and have people come lift with you? And that was not the intention originally. Okay. So okay. I, the intention was that I would just make myself available to coach some people. So I started, when I first moved to Wichita Falls, I met a guy named Justin Lassick, and Justin and I worked together on something called 70s Big. It was Justin's company. Ryan Graves was talking. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> he big. told me yeah. to ask you about that. Yeah, so that was 70s Big. So Justin, me, Justin, let's see, Chris, AC, Brent, we all kind of did that for 2000, end of 2009 through mm, beginning of 2013. It kind of started to fade a little bit in 12, but, I mean, for the first kind of three years that I was into this – that 70s big was the thing i would help manage the website a little bit but mostly justin and i had a podcast for a little while i would periodically write an article for him you know we'd write all represent 70s big when we went and did these powerlifting competitions but that kind of got me into it and then when justin kind of transitioned out of it to do something else and he's still in it a little bit but that's not his primary gig and when he did that i was like okay i still kind of want to do some online programming for people i should probably make my own business like, okay, what's important to me? I'm like, well, time. What's the Greek god of time? Kronos. Okay. Mm. Names. Uh, Kronos strength. Sounds good. Reached yes. out to a guy named Kane Wilkes. Kane Wilkes, as far as I know, someone else might have done it, but the last American weightlifter to clean and jerk 500 pounds. I think he did, let's see, 227.5, I think it's 501. So either 230. I mean, he's, he's done over 500 pounds in the clean and jerk. Wow. It's been a couple of years, I think, because he's had he's had some injuries, but phenomenal weightlifter and phenomenal artist. So he did the the design, and I know Kronos. He look it looks a little bit more like Atlas, but I liked it so much. Yeah. Most people are like ah Greek mythology. I'm like yeah, eh, don't look too deeply into it. But yeah, okay. Kronos strength, basically being strong until till the day you die. I mean, I have no interest in doing this for like five years or or even like five months. You know, some mm-hmm. people that really into it. And my and, buddy Kale and I yeah. talk about this. People okay. are like, they get right into it. They, the first day they're in the gym, they're like, I want to win World's Strongest Man. Okay. I'm like, eh. I think about SMART goals. Yeah. Specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-oriented. Really not at that point. Okay, Damn. the first day in the gym, am I going to tell you you're going to win World's Strongest Man? Probably not. I okay. mean, you're probably, sorry, you probably don't have it. Yeah. Unless you walk in and you're Brian Shaw or you're Hathor Bjornsson, or there's this dude 
Oh, God, I can't remember his name. But I saw him in Nationals last year. He's okay. like 6'6". Six, six. And I walked up to him. I was like, dude, are you competing? He's like, no, my girlfriend is. I was like, well, are you guarding a castle around yeah. here? I mean, yeah. like people yeah. like that, like I look at him, I'm like, you have what it takes. So okay. Trey Mitchell, Charles Mitchell, okay, berserker lifter. I'll tag him and tell him to listen to this. When he was at the second competition I ever did, 2012, Authentic Strength, Texas Strawman Challenge. I don't know. I stole the shirt. But that was my second strongman competition. It was a phenomenal, fantastic experience. Competed against some really great guys that I still talk to to this day. But but Trey was there, and I was leading going into the last event. That was the this is the, that was the wow. first and last time I'd ever be leading going against Trey. Okay. Uh, and never again. Okay. But I had a lead. I did my stones. I, I think I yeah I hit two with a three thirty three thirty five stone. Very happy with that. And then Trey went after me. I was like oh, I'm gonna lose. And they're like, why? I said, because that dude's going to go to World's Strongest Man. Wow. And here we are, 2018. He's qualified for 2019 World's Strongest oh my Man. Gosh. One on TV. Oh, wow. So he's going to go. But, okay. yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw it that day. It's just it's hard to tell people sometimes, like, you, you don't have it. You Be the best you can be. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? There's okay. no, no doubt. I'm not trying to shut anyone down. Totally. But worry it, about you. Yeah. Get as good as you can be. Yeah. You know, aim high. But – be realistic. Learn to walk before you can run. Yes. I'm getting a doctorate. Finish your associates. There first, we go. Okay. Right. Finish your associates. Finish your bachelor's. Finish your master's. Yeah. Or jump from bachelor's to doctorate. Whatever you want to do. But take your time. Don't rush. So that's the whole thing. Like people want it. Like I want it in 15 minutes. And that's society. They're like, I want, you know, I want, I want abs. How do I lose this? Well, work your ass up every single day for 10 years, mm. 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. Mm. You might get to where you want to be. And then when you get there, you're not going to be happy, or at least I hope you're not, because I hope you're going to keep going. Mm. So so Kronos is about time. Yep. It's about there is no time limit. Don't think about time. Put in the time. Yeah. And this is about a lifelong commitment. Lifelong commitment for everything. I love that. And yeah. again, guys, this is not, uh, of course, Mike's number one thing is lifting. I mean, I don't know if that's your number one thing. You got a lot of things. You got. Yeah, I got, you, I got a lot of you things. You got a lot of things, but. Yeah. One of we're gonna your go things. with my uh, my wife and daughter. That's, yeah, we're yeah, gonna you, go with that you gotta, one. I was gonna say yeah, congratulations yeah. on your you, daughter. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Yeah, um, so they're your number one. Yeah, um, maybe one of your big hobbies is lifting, or uh, one it's of your probably. Passions. So have you ever followed CT Fletcher at all? Ah, uh, yeah. it's still your motherfucking set. Well, that, and, <gasps> but he, so but he calls it a magnificent obsession. Yes, it's probably more like that. Yes, yeah, that's. Yes. Probably, I, I mean, what I tell people that I coach. Is that I don't expect you to go to bed and to go to sleep every morning thinking about deadlifts like I do. Mm. I mean, that's just, it's just a part of who I am. Mm. I mean, if I, but if I lost that, I mean, I think about losing that every single day. Like, wow. for example, let's say I drive out of here, I get in a car accident, I get paralyzed. Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is figure out what I still can do, okay. and then I'm going to teach myself Chinese. There we go. And then I'm like, all right, well, you know, my legs don't work anymore, my arms don't work. I've still got this. I've still got this. I'm going to do what I can. Okay. But I can't become so attached with something that if I lose it, I lose myself. Mm. And that was uh, Ronda Rousey when she lost When she lost her first fight. She kind of talked about that, that she had no identity. She didn't know what she was going to do, but she looked up at her future husband, and she knew that you know she had something else besides the fighting. Because when you attach – when you become so – when that becomes you – you know, sometimes you get lost in there. Yeah, and, I yeah. see what you're saying. It's, it can it be can, a negative. It can get dangerous. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's see what kind of other questions we got here. Um, yeah, Joe, he was talking about how how you balance, or if you even balance this, uh, muscular power, strength, and cardio. No, oh, no, that's a fantastic question. 
uh, if we're talking about muscularity in terms of like look at, trying to build up specific muscle groups that look better, I, I guess I don't really okay. I don't really care that much. I mean, I don't want to be. I mean, I was kind of. I wasn't too sloppy at 300, not compared to how I was. I was a really sloppy 260, I think, back in 2006. I did, like, a huge bulk. I ate, like, 10,000 calories a day. Oh, I looked like crap. Wow. Yeah, it looked terrible. But as long as I look all right and I don't look in the mirror and go, Ugh, or my, you know, my blood pressure, my heart rate, you know, if, if those things are all out of whack, I'm way more concerned with that than I am aesthetics. But, sure, it's, it's nice to feel good about yourself and to look in the mirror. It, it definitely feels better. Looking in the mirror at 230 versus 300. I, I can imagine. Yeah. And the, what's cool about Strongman is that you have to really work on all of those qualities because depending on a competition, if it's a balanced competition, it's going to take the best Strongman is going to win that day or the, the most balanced Strongman is going to win. I mean, there's some competitions that are way heavily skewed towards the strength and that are others that are way heavily skewed towards the conditioning, but you want to find that ideally as a contest promoter you you strive for that balance and then you find the individual that's strong fast and they make it all the way to the end of the day and they're like all right what's next mm. so you have to work on all those things and kale and i we work together a lot you know he has he owns his company starting strongman i coach for him too i love kale he's he's a brother great dude and we talk about the fact that no one wants to train medleys no one want, and they, they just because medleys just suck and they suck the life out of you. So for example, the medley that we had at that at that competition in Florida two years ago was I think it was five kegs, 75, 75, 50, 50, and then 25 or something to that effect. Maybe it was 75, 50, 50, 25, 25. But anyway, it was five kegs, 250 each. Awful, just brutal. I mean, I think I would do better at it now than I would then. But even then, I trained it like I was gonna die. Like I, I mean, like this is the if my life depends on it. And I okay. think I ended up, there were 22 guys. I was in the lead oh, until the last few. I think I ended up, I had, I think it was at 53 and a half seconds, something like that. And I think the top time was right around 50. And then someone was at 51 and then a couple at 52. But I was writing the, t I was writing the mix like the top five because I mean, I pushed that to the limit because I knew I would gain points on that. I knew I would probably bomb the log, which I did. And... I trained as hard as I could, but, you know, I, I bombed the log. And I knew that I would make up points in the medley, and I did because no one wants to train medleys because they just suck. I mean, deadlifts, fun. No one's going to – most people are not going to skip a deadlift day. Most people are not going to skip a squat day. They're like, oh, hey, that's great. Medleys come up. They're like, mm, can we do some more log press? Okay. Like, no, do, yeah. your, do your medleys. I mean, okay. carry a yoke, then carry a sandbag back, and then flip a tire back. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just – it sucks, especially when it's heavy. So – for for someone out there who might not be in the know as much, uh -huh. what's the difference between powerlifting and strongman okay. and Olympic lifting? Okay, so we'll start with Olympic lifting since it's the easiest to describe. Snatch and clean and jerk. Only two movements in Olympic weightlifting. If you want to call the clean and jerk two separate movements, you can say that there are three. But the, really, the snatch and the clean and jerk are your two contested lifts. Powerlifting is always squat, bench, deadlift. You can perform some form of, sometimes they do like a push-pull so there's no squat. But for the most part, you're talking squat, bench, deadlift, three attempts at each. And the same thing with weightlifting, three attempts at the snatch and clean and jerk. And then in strongman, normally five, sometimes four, sometimes six events. Five is pretty much the standard, but you're talking about just a variety of different events. You're looking at something like you're going to have, a probably going to have a deadlift, some sort of variation, 
probably not going to have a squat. Happens periodically, but probably not going to have a squat. You're going to have a carry. You're going to be carrying a yoke. You could be carrying something on the front like a Husafel stone. You could be carrying farmer's handles. You might have a sandbag medley. You're doing some sandbag runs, some keg runs. You might have a dumbbell clean, a giant dumbbell clean and press, a log clean and press, an axle clean and press, a Viking press. I mean, the, the, the combinations, despite what some competitions in the past couple of years have seemed like, because honestly, some of them are just way more of a pain to set up. I, mean, I could see that. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they really are. And even when I put a contest together, I don't want to be there all day setting up one event. I mean, it takes a ton of work to get a fire truck out there for one event, mm-hmm. you know, and then to reset it every single time. But you want to you want to do what you can for the athletes because, you know, this is important to them. This is their big day. It's not about you. So if you do four events or if you do five events, do four that are pretty, you know, relatively easy to set up and then really put your, put your work on setting up something like a Hercules hold because a Hercules hold – can be a little bit of a pain to set up, especially if you get cars, because you need like two ramps, then you need cars, you need chains, you need to do it right, because you know safety becomes a pretty big concern with that. Yeah, so, really. Yeah, uh, strongman can be anything. Okay. Uh, yeah, a lot of different things. So you have your competitions coming up next yeah. month, right? Yeah. And talk yep. about that. Okay, so it's a Highlander. So for a while they were going to try to do. I think they actually tried to make a Highlander organization. So combining Highland Games and strongman. I don't pretend to know a ton about Highland Games. I keep it pretty simple. Braemar Stone, lightweight for distance, heavyweight for distance, uh, hammer toss. Sometimes people are like, oh, my God, can we, do, uh, can we do a caber? I'm like, guys, one, I don't know how to flip a caber. That's the big telephone pole okay, looking thing. Okay, I, okay. I don't know how to flip a caber. I know that it can get pretty dicey if you don't know what you're doing, like mm-hmm. sheaf toss. That's very – if you don't know what you're doing. We did weight over bar for a long time. The problem with weight over bar is that again it gets a little bit dicey, especially when you don't ha- when you have people that aren't that haven't done it before. They're like, "Oh, I'll just throw this weight over my head," and they release it right above them, and they're like, "Oh." So okay. we had a couple close calls, and we don't really do weight over bar anymore. So next month we're going to do Braemar Stone. So okay. we're going to be throwing a big rock, and we're going to do hammer toss. Hammer toss is always fun. Okay. And it's if as long as you stay far enough away. Yeah. Uh, you just yeah. need you practice it a few times, and then you can you can do it. I mean, okay. you're not going to do like pro quality after practicing a couple times but you're like man this is fun okay and actually some people have done our competitions and then got more into highland games based okay. off of that so okay. normally we do two highland games and then we'll do four strongmen so next month we've got the so it'll be a 15 inch deadlift so deadlift from tires for reps with an axle it's going to be a log clean and press for reps and then we've got a yoke and tire medley mm. um, we're going to carry that carry the yoke down 50 feet and then flip the tire back 50 feet Woo. 50 or 60 yeah okay it sucks it's terrible i'm sure it yeah is. I, I always try to make one that's just really like people hate me when it's over yeah and i like right. that yeah it's good good and then I'll finish it off with atlas stones i've done okay. stone of steel i think the past one the, i think the past year i did stone of steel so the loadable atlas stone but this year i'm just going to go back to concrete Okay. It's a little dirtier, a little messier, but I'll probably bring the stone of steel back next year. Just kind of alternate. Okay. But I wanted to train concrete stones more, so I'm like, if I want to train them more, let's throw it in the competition. That yeah. way, the guys get to do it, and then I get to practice it too. There you go. Yeah. So if if they want to sign up for it, where's it at? How do the details? What do they do? <laughs> if they go to the Chrono Strength Facebook page, yep. Or if they search Eighth Annual Sam Hain S A M H A I N Highlander, mm-hmm. uh, either of those they'll get there. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Man. And then I guess we could probably put a link in the episode yeah. description. Oh yeah, yeah, something. totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right we, here at yeah. the Steady Focused yeah. slash Seventy. This is the seventieth episode, man. I'm glad you're here for that. Right on, dude. So thank you, man. Um, 
Mike, you know, what's been some of the best advice that you've received over the years? Oh, man. Best advice. Something maybe that, that, you, that sticks with you. Uh, we'll go with a, I'll go with a couple. So I have a Batman tattoo on my chest, of course. Uh, and it says, this too shall pass. That was something. Oh, that, yeah. amen. Yeah, something my dad used to tell me. So uh, he's like, this sucks, but this too shall pass. I'm like, eh. Or, you know, this is good. This too. So don't get so caught up that, you know, someone was telling me yesterday, I'm like, yeah, I mean, everything's going great right now. However, and I'm not to be a negative Nancy, but like you have to like value each and every day because tomorrow you don't know. Like I could wait, I could not wake up tomorrow or I could wake up and they'd be like, bam, you got cancer. You don't know. You never know. Okay. I mean, they, you know, you don't have, we, we have no control over some of those things. So exercise control over what's in your span of control, span of influence, and then, you know, kind of like press forward. Uh, that, let's see. So this too shall pass. Uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to anything from Jocko Willink. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. He's, uh, awesome. Yes. And I, I'm kind of disappointed. I came into the game so late and found out about him only a couple months ago. Uh, but yeah, I've kind of been, I, actually, I read his, I read his book about six or eight months ago. What the, uh, discipline equals freedom that one or the, let's see. So what was the, I think the I saw one. you reading and you put up a picture of it. I put, uh, well, that was the, that was the field manual. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I put up the picture of that uh, one, but what was his first book? I got it on podcast. I can't remember. And then I he's mean, got one on of, audio. He's got yeah. one at the end of this month, September 24th. Oh, I didn't uh, know next that. book comes out. So okay. yeah. So I'm trying to finish up, uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy so I can jump. Oh, right good. On. Yeah. Okay. So I can jump right on that. But Jocko, you know, he's got things like he says, like, get after it, discipline equals freedom. I mean, like, all that stuff. Yes. I, I mean, that's, you know, when he gets up at uh, 0430 in the morning to get after it, I mean, I get I get up right around then, too. So, mm -hmm. I, I mean, you get up before, he, he said, what did he say, up before the enemy. There you go. And really, uh, if you get up, I mean, I need to read Tools of Titans. I'm going to read that okay. next. Tim Ferriss. Yeah, yeah, so I've had, that, that's I rented a, it from the library yeah. and just kind of skimmed through That's it. the next yeah. one I need to read from Tim Ferriss. Big, I'm a big Tim Ferriss. Yeah, so he's, Tim Ferriss has got a lot of good stuff. Yes. Uh, but, you know, if you look at successful people, like they get up early. You get up early and then yes. you're away from the distractions. You drink your coffee, you get your cardio, then you read your book, you meditate, you plan for the day, whatever you got to do. But you do that before all these other things start coming at you. Because as soon as the normal day comes along, I mean, phone, email, people i need you for this i need it. but yeah. if it's already if you've gotten some things knocked out it's kind of like uh you know they talk about if you've ever heard the speech make your bed yeah. from admiral admiral mcraven uh, yeah. I, I have yeah yes. yeah so that's i mean phenomenal speech okay phenomenal concept i don't make my bed in the morning because my wife is still there yeah, so i don't cool. I, i'm not gonna do that yeah i'm um, not gonna be like oh well, let me move you around yeah but the idea is that you do, you start off the day with something to set you up for success. And my thing every day, I mean, every day I get up, the first thing that I do, I sort of roll out of bed, like uh, kind of assess, like, how do I feel? Okay. Oh, not great. Go in the bathroom and I just I lay down on the floor. First thing I do. And then I stretch my hips. I stretch my back. Probably spend three to five minutes doing that. I brush my teeth, check my uh, the lifters that I coach on Instagram. And then okay. I get out there, get, make my coffee, take care of the dogs, do my cardio. Huh. Yeah, get it done. Okay. Every day it's a cardio in the morning. Yeah. Uh, on the weekends, I'll, I'll walk the dogs, and then okay. I'll go out and, and I'll do my strongman training. But in okay. the morning, Monday through Friday, when I'm at work, before I go to work, yeah, I'll get out there. I'll do airdyne, kettlebell snatches, kettlebell swings, rower. Nothing crazy. Yeah, I mean, just, just get the blood pumping. Yeah, yeah, get blood flowing. Nothing. I mean, okay. really, I, I mean, I, I'll try to do, you know, I'll have kind of like baseline rows that i like i'm like all right well i feel i feel pretty good i'm just i'm gonna row this 
And then okay. I do it, and I'm like, yeah, that felt pretty good. Where that felt terrible, I'm probably not very recovered. I know you gotta. You're about to go hit the gym right oh, now. Oh, I got a. You got five minutes. I got. Let me you ask another question. I got yeah. the last question I want to ask do you it. is, uh, man, I yeah. So I, I want to go off of what you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, C. T. Fletcher. Okay. And the magnificent obsession. Uh-huh. So if someone's listening, they they're inspired. They're they're a passionate person, mm-hmm. but they are having a hard time finding their magnificent obsession. What do you say? Surround yourself with good people. I mean, yeah, that would probably be surround yourself with positive people. I think you ever listen to Les Brown? No, I think so. Les Brown, I don't I hope I'm not not attributing to this to him properly, but I think he said, get the losers out of your life. You got people in your life telling you you can't do this or you shouldn't do that or whatever. Just leave them. I mean, some people it's hard. Sometimes it's it's like your family, Uh, but just leave them. Just it, sometimes you got to move on from people, and it's very, very hard, and it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an easy thing to say, but it's very, very hard in execution. You're right. And I've done right. it, and it's not easy. But sometimes you have to. You have to surround yourself with good people that are empowering, that are heading to that same destination you are. And it could be just as simple as a friend that just tells you, like, yeah, man, like, you know, you're someone you vocalize your goals to. You'd be like, I want to do this. And like, Cool. Yeah. So that accountability partner. Okay. But you don't need someone in your face every day telling you, ah, you're no good. You're not going to get anywhere. You know, get the get away from those people. Get okay. away from that cancerous mentality because that's going to poison the well. Yeah. I mean, even yeah. that, you know, you have six people around you that are great and you have that one person that's just bringing you down every day. Okay. I, you know, you don't need them in your life. If you want to get to where you're, what you're capable of, I mean, everyone, everyone's got 24 hours a day, yes. seven days a week. Yes. You use it how okay. you see fit. You know, don't make excuses. You know, take it. Oh, extreme ownership. There that it was is. the that Jocko was a, book. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, my, there it is. Yeah. So that another thing. Yeah. So Jocko, extreme ownership. Good. Everything that happens. Good. Yeah. You got fired. Good. Get another job. Yeah. You know, you got hurt. Good. You need a break. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever extreme it is, ownership. good. That's how you you approach it. Something's gonna happen. Yeah. You know, and you have no idea what it is. What's it, you can kind of control what's going on. In the house, right? Yeah. But then as soon as you get outside, you get that big world, that big scary world. So you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's coming for you. So you got to prepare, you know, each and every day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Yeah. Mike, that's great words, man. Uh, final thoughts, anything else you want to say? Man, uh, thank you very much for this opportunity. Okay. Uh, I'm glad we were able to coordinate our schedules Me to get too. this done. Thank so you. I think this thank is going to be really good. I think uh, – some people might get some good things out of it. So thank you for what you do. And uh, thanks for having me on. All right. Well, there you go, guys. So uh, make sure you check Mike out. He's doing big things. Obviously, he's an inspiration to me and a lot of other people. Um, Guys, and so we're just going to wrap it up right there. So until next time, I'm your host. I'm your number one, Mr. Simeon Hendricks. And this is Steady Focused.